Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Bruz, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences podcast, a dental advice show. I am Joshua Austin. And I am Lance Timmerman. Lance, permit us for a moment to take a a victory lap, I would say. Okay. Let's revel in some glory. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. We had Michael freaking Apple on the show. <laughs> we did. Yeah. How freaking cool was that? It was great. I had a great time. He's a super nice guy. Dude, super <laughs> awesome. Was he not what? like super cool and super down to earth? It, well, almost it, the exact opposite of what I was expecting. Oh, really? Uh, having taken this aesthetic advantage course at NYU, uh, I already knew what to expect. He surprisingly is normal. For someone with his lifestyle and his his gig, you could totally understand if he had a different attitude, but he's not. He's so cool. Tell me about that course. Is it is it prep stuff? Is it what? Yeah. Okay. So it's it's kind of like I, I started at LVI. I did my my first aesthetic case at LVI, live, hands-on. And it's kind of the same idea. I, I think at the time when LVI started, I believe uh, Larry Rosenthal and Bill Dickerson had started it. And then uh, just the... The commute and everything from New York to uh, Vegas. Um, Larry just said, I'm going to do my own gig. So it's the same idea. There's going to be lectures and everything, and then it's going to be live, hands-on with a patient. What's cool about them, when I went to LVI, I had to, I had to fly my own patient out there. What they've done is they'll they'll provide a patient for you, and you get the chance to design the case. They'll talk about it, the didactic part, but then you'll do a live patient thing and prep, and you will walk away having actually done a case. So it's a two-weekend deal. You do it a month apart, so there's enough time for the lab to do their thing, and then you come back to New York, more didactic stuff, and now that the second visit, you're you're seeding the case instead of just prepping the case. It's it's awesome. And it was feltpathic. You did a feltpathic case. I audited because I had already, you know, I, I'm being the arrogant bastard that I am. I thought, well, I already know how to do this. I'll, I'll just watch. And I immediately wished I had a. You just want to grab a handpiece because you want to do it your way. And so uh, I believe it was feltpathic. Um, Jason Kim's lab is the, the group that was doing the, the lab work for everybody. And they were on site to help with, uh, any, any lab thing you might need. And, um, it was great. That's awesome. I, what, what, what awed me the most is sort of the direct wax up, you know, it, like in uh-huh. the mouth on the fly. I, I think that's impressive and probably a skill set that I don't have. Um, I right. have to rely on a lab tech and a wax up like that. I just, I Same. sort of, you know, and, and I think probably most of us do. I, you know, I, I'm sure there's a point at which you do enough of these cases where, where, where you can probably get away with that. Um, right. as, as a good friend who we may talk about later in the show once mm-hmm. said, y'all are just mad. Cause I can shoot from the hip and hit the bullseye <laughs> every time. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> There's uh-huh. a little bit of that with Appa, but because he's actually skilled. Well, that's, that's, that's the thing. He, any arrogance that Appa displays or exerts or whatever, he, he, he owns it. He is it. He deserves it. So Yeah, for sure. But <laughs> I really didn't get a whole lot of that off of our interview no. with him, did you? I no, mean, it was not at all. That's, I'm just saying that if yeah. he had been that way, I totally would have understood, but he wasn't. So which no, made him even more awesome. He, he's just awesome. I, uh, so I scoped him out pretty good online uh-huh. and I asked you a question a few days later. Do you remember what that question was? I don't. So I said, uh, <laughs> I said, can you, cause you're, you're, you're tighter with him than I ever will be. You, you okay. at least know him a little bit. Yeah. Um, I said, can, can you ask Apple a question for me? <laughs> yeah, can you okay. <laughs> ask him where he gets his clinical jackets? Uh huh. <laughs> and you said, can you send me a screenshot? So I went to his Instagram and I found a couple of screenshots of him wearing a, a, a cool looking, you know, uh-huh. not your typical white coat. Right. And, you know, your typical. Style. Yeah, it, it was it was zipper and it kind of had a cool collar. Yeah. yeah um, totally. But, you know, sort of a hip version of a white coat, not like a long sort of, you know, below mm-hmm. the dick type of, <laughs> of lab coat. It was like down to the right. waist. Uh huh. 
And so you asked him, and you sent him those pictures, and you asked him where he got his lab coat. I did. Do you remember what he told you? Yeah, it was like Buccinelli or something. Bruno Cuccinelli. There we go. Uh-huh. Now, I thought to myself, like, that doesn't sound like Cherokee or figs, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, this isn't, this it's isn't a... Dickies a, coveralls. Yes, right. This isn't a, uh, um, this isn't a, uh, a, a, a maker of, of scrubs and, and, uh, medical wear. So I, I Google Bruno Cuccinelli and I get over to uh-huh. men's <laughs> coats and jackets. And now I could not find... A jacket just like his, right? Um, all That's probably the, custom made. <laughs> all the jackets that are sort of up now are kind of top coats, um, right. so they're sort of coats. But the cheapest one, <laughs> uh huh, the cheapest one, four thousand nine hundred and ninety-five dollars. <laughs> uh huh. The most expensive one. $7,695. I mean, if you're going to go, go all the way. Apparently. Ballsy, yeah. I mean, um, I, I, I found a t-shirt. It was $500. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Those aren't uh, your Lululemons. No, we're talking a completely <laughs> different level here. So I kind of went hunting for oh. a uh, for a white jacket that, because you've said that your case acceptance rate went up. When you it, it goes up when you wear a white jacket. It seems that way, yeah. So I looked around and I looked around, <laughs> okay. and, and you shit on my point a little bit. Oh, but I found a super cool Lululemon white jacket. <laughs> okay. um, it's like a windbreaker, super thin, uh-huh. um, and, and that's what I don't. I don't like that thick, like non-breathable material. It, that just right. like I just sweat like a beast in that. Right. Well, you're in San Antonio. You're, you're yeah. Gonna... It's just yeah. It's just warm, right? So, mm-hmm. I found a Lulu. And if anybody wants to go check the Lulu website, you can find it. Let me see if I can find the one that I got. They don't have a ton of white jackets, and this was like by far the best one. It's called the the Lululemon Men's Active Jacket, and it comes in white. Um, and I got it today, and I wore it today. And uh, it, I think it looks good. It's it's hip. Good. It's 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 a white coat, but it's hip and it it looks good. And it 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 has a hood, but the hood zips up into the collar, which I have currently done. I'm not going to break out. You know, this is a weird a white coat with a hood on it is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it's waterproof, so I think that sort of helps. Uh, but it's very thin, and so it's it's breathable. So it's no Bruno Cuccinelli, Lance. Right. Well, who is? But it's a. I think it's a good facsimile of kind of what what he was wearing. All right. Have, have you ever worn your? Because you have a more traditional white coat, yeah. I do. Yeah. You ever worn that white coat with nothing on underneath it? I have yet to do that. Like a Winnie the Pooh situation kind of deal. Not yet, but uh, tomorrow's Wednesday, so maybe we'll t- tomorrow might be the day. <laughs> maybe. Oh, Lance. Well, this is an <laughs> advice show. It is. We answer our listeners' questions. We answer questions we find on all those neat little dental Facebook groups, most of which, between the two of us, most of us, we've been kicked out of most of them. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, I have a couple go-to that I uh-huh. will not jeopardize, uh, and I'm not going to mention them here. Uh-huh. Um, but I was kicked out of another one a couple weeks ago, apparently, unbeknownst to me. Um uh-huh. By a jackass who wears a stupid hat. So I'll let you infer whatever <laughs> okay. right. whatever you want from that. We answer questions from Reddit. Reddit. We strive to help dentists and dental team members with their own unique brand of advice. So please, we need your questions. They are the sustenance we crave. Uh, you can submit your questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. Now, we don't want just any question, do we, Lance? Nope. We don't want a bunch of boring questions like, what's the best white clinical coat? Because we all know that Bruno Cuccinelli makes <laughs> the best white clinical coat ever. <laughs> For the low, low price of over $5,000. Uh-huh. Could you imagine if you got bleach on that? Like, like oh doing a pulp? Or I mean, obviously he doesn't do that, but right, you know, right. like any little speck of anything, you got polyvinyl or anything on that? Dear God. Oh, my God. Murder no. somebody. We want the tough questions. We want the questions that Gordon Christensen and Michael Appa cannot answer. 
Are you ready to have your world rocked, Lance? I think so. Sock it to me. From a listener into our email address. Dear mm-hmm. Working Interferences, I have reached out to several different groups to no avail, but I need some advice. I live in, I life in East Texas, and I went to the dentist the other day with a toothache, needing it pulled. The dentist seemed to take a long time to get this done, and it even seemed like he was working on teeth other than the one I needed pulled. When he finished up, he had worked on pretty much every tooth in my head. My question is this. Aren't doctors and dentists supposed to get some sort of consent before they do work on a patient? Thanks for your help. Methed out and Marshall. (laughs) (sighs) I don't even know where to begin here, Lance. This shit show is the gift that keeps on giving. It really is. (laughs) Just when you think it's over, it comes back. It's like herpes. So, <laughs> listen, I, I'm looking at the email address that this is from, and I can't uh-huh. confirm or deny that this is actually the patient. I don't know. This, uh-huh. take this for what it's worth. Okay. Um, when I first saw the post, and, and I maybe for people who don't know, maybe we should brief a little bit. I, what do you think? Should we give some history it, of this? Would, I don't know. It would be a good idea, just, so, for, just for context. There's a dentist here in Texas who I do not know. I've never met him. He's in okay. East Texas. His name is Kenny Wolstead. Um, he's a different guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny um, marches to the beat of his own drummer. We'll go with that. Is that is that appropriate? Is that politically think, correct to say? Is that offensive to drummers? It might be. <laughs> might be in this case. Neil Pert might be really pissed off. <laughs> Let's not tell him. Okay. Is he in Journey? Is that who that is? Uh, Rush. Rush. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's right. Uh, I'm not. I'm not 55. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not either. Kenny. Um, has a penchant for these uh, bigger aesthetic cases. Uh-huh. They all have a very typical hallmark uh, being um, lots of decay, uh-huh. um, moderate amount of periodontal disease, and I would say more than a skosh. I don't know if that's a technical term. Um, I think it's Greek. Yeah. <laughs> more than it's Greek to me. <laughs> more than this whole fucking thing is Greek to me when you talk about this guy. Um, more than a skosh, I would say a moderate to sometimes severe amount of crowding, right? Yeah, it appears. Yeah. And I guess he just preps the shit out of everything. I don't I don't really know because prep photos are never part of, of the case presentation. I think uh, at one point I think I saw one and it just looked like a TP. Just TPs, just, yeah. So yeah. so aggressive, aggressive preparation to get. I would assume some semblance of something that will draw, um, and I, um, I, there are extractions and ponics and whatnot involved. Um, and and some of it looks okay, although I do right. find. Uh, and Craig Harder has mentioned this several times. Shouts to Craig. Um, uh-huh. Pre-op photos always in focus. Post-op photos <laughs> never in focus. Like oh, like you know, true. Uh, camera was out of batteries. Uh, uh, SD card was full. Whatever, whatever. Like oh, second second pictures with an iPhone. First pictures with the uh-huh. clinical camera. Whatever. Um, yeah. So so just stuff like that. Um, but all I think. I, I, all of us have cases that maybe we wouldn't necessarily be super proud of or where we have to make Mm -hmm. compromises that we don't particularly like wouldn't show at an academy, but the sort of, um, brazenness, I was going to say brazzers, but I don't think that's the right (laughs) word. The sort of brazenness of, of the attitude and the imperiousness about it is sort of, I think what rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Well, I think what rubs is just, if there's constructive criticism can be, kind of hard to take at times but still a lot of times the the advice that i've seen on facebook has been fairly co- constructive criticism not just well at this point it's just all bashing but at the, originally there was just some solid advice being given yeah but the, that's the, he's not coming for advice no even one of those posts he says look we're just here for comments no uh discussion on uh, i can't remember the words but it's basically yeah. just, i just want i'm here for praise 
We, I mean, we all have cases. We all have cases that we like. Oh, yeah. We gave into the patient, and we did something that we know like doesn't sort of meet our philosophies or whatever. And we just sort of embarrassingly do it and move on about our lives, and we don't post all it. He's proud of of what he's right. doing, um, and, and I don't, you know, I don't know what he's promising to. I'm not in the operatory, so I don't know what he's promising as far as longevity. I don't know if ortho is being offered ever. I don't know, you know, I I, I don't know a lot of things because the the pictures that get posted don't reveal a lot. Um, uh-huh. But they do sort of tug at heartstrings because they have these sort of always have these reveals of the new smile and people cry and someone's always there to video record it. Um, and then uh-huh. it gets passed on to the East Texas News and yada, yada, yada. Next thing you know, it's a viral post and a viral video and all of that. And it's coming from a place of, quite frankly, bullshit, right? It's right. it's it's just not... It's not the kind of dentistry that I would kind that I would want to practice. I think he's leaving patients worse off than they were before. I think you would agree with that. Absolutely. I mean, the the whole do no harm. I think a lot of what he's got going uh, is borderline harm. I would sit more yeah. than borderline. Well, yeah, I'm just trying to be PC. But uh, yeah, right. I mean, I get it. <laughs> Benefit of the doubt on some cases. I get it. Not every yeah. patient is going to do comprehensive interdisciplinary care. Get it. I live right. it every day in my office, believe me. For sure, for um, sure. But there's also just sort of an attitude that goes with this that I think is is what draws the most ire. And, and right. recently, and, and I'm going to leave out all the sort of bullshit social stuff that happened with whatever, and that's been talked about before. And, and yeah. I, this is a, that's not for this discussion. But for this discussion is a recent case that he did where the patient came in for uh, extraction of a back tooth and he did a bunch of work that wasn't consented on. Yep. And, and you know, I, I, I still to this, I still don't really know what because I haven't seen a good post-op picture. Um, right. But I have seen a pre-op and it does look like, you know, it and it was all in. So it had to have just been direct composite. Um but he did a bunch of drug composites that weren't discussed with the patient. They weren't consented on. Um, I, you know, I don't know if he charged or what, or if this was something worked out before with this guy's family, or I, I don't know any of those details. But I, I got the impression it was no charge, so that justifies it in his mind to a certain degree. Yeah, but, but that's not. I that, mean, yeah, informed consent is so important. Yeah, that's not. I mean, that that's uh, just such a. Yeah. To, even if it's carious two structure. To take mm-hmm. a handpiece and remove a part of somebody's body without them telling you it's okay mm-hmm. as some sort of weird surprise, like you detail their car for them or something. Like, this isn't in that. The legal, in the legal realm, this is called battery. Absolutely. You did not consent. You did something to their body without consent. Without this their permission. Battery. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I, there, there's a, a great vi- post-op video of him welling up and crying and all that kind of stuff. And it's emotional and it's great, uh-huh. but man, this is, this is sketch. And I, I, I get that he didn't charge and and, and I love that he, I, I love where his heart was at and wanting to help this guy out and whatnot. Right. Right. I think we would agree that that's a cool thing to do. Very cool. So, and, and keep doing that. You know what? Your community's better when you do that stuff. All of us. You know, all yep. of us, um, you know, any any little thing you do could 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 really help somebody. And, and who knows? You know, I, I hesitate to get all uh, all the sort of hyperbole about, oh, we change lives every day, yada, yada, whatever. Like, right. Yeah. Maybe that's true in, in a small percentage here and there. Um, but I really do think for, for a small something, you, you can really affect somebody's confidence, whatever, all that stuff. Great. But God, you, you can't sneak it up on them. This, this isn't, this isn't, um, what's that, what's that show with Chip and Joanna Gaines? Um, fixer upper. This isn't fixer upper. Oh, yeah. This isn't mm-hmm. mouth fixer upper where you do the reveal at the end. You know, this isn't. Uh, trading well, spaces or whatever. They, they didn't break into someone's house right. and do this a makeover. Is, yeah, this is like trading spaces. <laughs> like, I'm going to crack into your house and you're not home and you're going to uh-huh. come home. And like, yeah, you may love the design, but uh-huh. it's still creepy that you broke into their house. Like, yeah, now, yeah. now I would be happy to let Joanna Gaines break into my house. I, I think she's a delightful woman. I find her incredibly sure. attractive. I don't know what the hell she's doing with that blonde knucklehead. He must be just, he must have a... Python. 
I mean, he just must he, have, he must be packing so. so much heat. He must have the biggest of the big dick energy. I, I, I don't know. He doesn't I'm seem sure like, he swallows. He doesn't seem like that good of a carpenter to me because I never actually see him doing any work. It's always somebody else. It's always like, uh-huh. yeah, we can do this and this. And then he, he takes a few swings of a hammer and then it cuts. And it's like, yeah, I'm sure somebody else came in and did the rest of this. So I don't yeah. even know if he's that good. And I think I remember reading he's not even a certified contractor. Um, oh, really? So, you know, there's there we got a Texas state board that needs to investigate uh, a, a, a dental issue happening in Marshall of stuff happening without consent. I think we've got I don't know who the contractor board is or whatever, no. but that, somebody might need to drop into Waco and check in on chip and just see what's <laughs> happening. Because maybe I. Yeah, it's weird. You got to get your license, buddy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like you can't, you can't just break into someone's house and rip out their wallpaper and and put a tile backsplash like great it's cool and i'm a lot of times they'll probably like it but that's also an invasion of privacy and uh like not the right and legal thing to do yeah um i I, there was some discussions on some of the groups about what to you know if someone should report this and all that and Man, I, I, I don't like that. I, I don't want to be that guy because it comes around, you know, what goes around comes around in that respect. And, and if you start uh-huh. dropping dimes on people, um, you know, snitches get stitches, Lance, as, as we know. You, you're going to get your <laughs> wig split if you, if you do uh-huh. stuff like that. It's going to come back to haunt you. But I also see the other side of it. Man, the state board would love to know about this. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised no one's brought it to their attention. Well, he's, let's just say, and I don't, that's not really, this isn't discussion for this particular question. Let's not pretend that he's never had a run-in with the state board. Put it that way. Okay. Um, But I I don't want to be the one to rat. I don't want to, I don't want to go into the departed uh, and and rat fink this guy out and (laughs) just to find out that there's a rat fink on my team or whatever. Uh Um, yeah, yeah, it's a tough look for my guy though, to, to, to do work without consent. And and I'm not, I I don't even want to like, I don't get written consent for every filling or sealant or class five composite that I do. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that, Right. I've at least had a discussion with the patient about what we're going to do and they've agreed to yeah. it. Right. And they, yeah. they've they paid yeah. for it and or are going to pay for it. They've had a treatment plan presented that's outlined every single tooth that I'm going to touch on them. Exactly. That's my concern. Yeah. Same. Does it make a difference? This sort of viral uh, crying video at the end. Does that, d- does that make a difference? Does that, does that change your opinion? Does that make it better? Is it better to ask for forgiveness than permission? Not in this right. For me, no. But there seem to be a lot of cheerleaders and, and fans uh, on Facebook that... Uh, Lay people for, or dentists, though? That's the thing. Um, Lay yeah, people. Yeah, I, I could... I think they were... It was so hard to keep track because some of the, yeah. the comments that I was reading were, were screenshots from... From, uh, other, from I think, yeah. his, his personal page or something. So... I, Not entirely I, sure. I don't think lay people understand our responsibility. No, no, I, I would agree. And so I would, I would almost just throw their throw their opinion in the garbage because all they see yeah. is all they see is the emotion. They don't understand the sort of ethical yeah. entanglements that that we're under. Um, and, and you know, I, he may be the nicest guy in the world. I, I honestly don't know. I've never met him. I've never even had an interaction with him. Hmm. All I know is from the sort of this online persona. And I, I think I mentioned it earlier. Our, our mm-hmm. good friend Wade, um, who is an AACD member, been published in the AACD journal. Mm-hmm. I would say one of the more talented dentists in the United States. Would you agree with that? Totally. 100%. Very talented guy. Honest guy. Um, hardworking guy. Um, good family guy. All, all that. Wade's, Wade's a great guy. Yep. Wade had a conversation with him and... <laughs> I believe that Kenny said something to the effect of you're just mad because you have to measure five times uh, and line it. Something like you, you, you're just angry because you have to line everything up and measure again and again and again. And I can shoot from the hip and hit the bullseye every time. Yeah. And it was just, oh, my God. <laughs> you got to yeah. be freaking kidding me. That sort of attitude is just. Um, yeah. Well, Icarus is getting closer and closer to the sun. Man, rough, 
rough, tough look for my guy, Kenny. Yeah. Here's what I would say. Uh, who asked this question? I don't remember. Methden Marshall. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. makes me think it's probably not the patient. Although we all know <laughs> that uh-huh. there was definitely something smoked out of a Mountain Dew can when you look uh-huh. at this guy's picture. There's no other way, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, this, sure. this type of decay. So meth out Marshall, I doubt, is probably the real patient. Although it would be great if it was. Um, uh-huh. What can you do? File a board, file a claim with the Texas yeah. State Board. I mean, I think that's a reasonable thing. Yeah. Even yeah. though you got a service and even though you may love your smile, I do feel that your constitutional rights were impinged upon. Uh huh. And your right as a patient to consent to and know what treatment is being done on you. Yeah. How does yeah. the guy just lay there for however long that took? Uh, well, maybe meth makes you not pay attention to what's happening. <sighs> I mean, I, I can't imagine you're drilling on a front tooth. I was going to say, spinning on a, yeah, spinning on a tooth that's literally an entire mouth away from the tooth that uh-huh. you came in for. You're not at, like, what do you think he's doing? Knitting uh-huh. something? Yeah, I, uh, I, apparently. Man. Yeah, it's just weird. How many times have you had a patient that asks you, are you working on the right tooth? That happens, I mean, <laughs> relatively frequently. I mean, I'm not going to say like all the time, but uh-huh. once a quarter, maybe. Yeah. yeah somebody it's, it's just, it, like they can't happens. tell from the block or whatever if you're on the right tooth uh-huh. and they'll bring it up and that's you're in the same quadrant. They're just like, man, I just can't tell. Like you're numb. I can't tell where you're at. Yeah. This is, yeah, I'm taking out number whatever, 15 or two, whatever it is. Yeah. And he's working on like number six or number 11. The patient's uh-huh. not like, what are you doing? Yeah. I, Very strange. Yeah, I don't know. Very strange. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Maybe this is the patient that emailed it. <laughs> Maybe you're right. But I, I'm so I'm going to confess something to you, Lance, here. Okay. I've never consumed methamphetamine. Have you? I have yet to consume. Okay. So I don't know what the feeling is. There's some other illegal substances. I can tell you exactly what the feelings are. Okay. This particular one, I'm going to have to uh, have to admit some, some, I'm flying blind on this one, buddy. Uh, totally. I just, isn't it like speed? It's a, I mean, yeah, it's a stimulant, right? It's speed. Yeah. So wouldn't you be more in tune? Like, when you be more yeah. focused on what's happening? Yeah, I think. Is it also less? It's not a depressant. No. It's weird. That was the first thing I thought. Like, what, at what point does the guy speak up and say you're working on a different tooth? I came in for the upper right or upper left, and you are working on a front tooth on the other side of where I'm having an issue. What are you doing? Yeah. Very strange. And it, and it, it took a, it's got to have taken a long time. You know, it's, I, it's not yeah, something it's, you do it takes really longer fast. than a freaking extraction. Exactly. To do multi-units of big carious class fives that I would assume to be not so happy gum tissue and packing cord and let's be, let me, what, what are the yeah. odds though? Let me ask you this. Vegas odds. Okay. Is there cord in Kenny Wilstead's office? Is there an <laughs> inch of cord? I have my doubts. I would say 70 to one. Okay. <laughs> 70 to okay. 1 odds uh-huh. plus 700, something like that. <laughs> so that, that would mean if you bet 100 bucks, you'd win 7,000. Okay. If there was cord in his office. Yeah, I... And floss doesn't count, suture doesn't count. You'll be like, ultra pack cord. Right. I don't think there's an inch of ultra pack cord in that office. Yeah, I, I I would concur. Oh God, can you? I just wish my brain would let me be that. Um, Brazzers. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're gonna call this now. When okay. someone's like real cocksure and confident, and they're just like, they sleep super well. They know they did the right thing on everything. Uh-huh. We're going to call that being like Brazzers. I wish okay. I was that Brazzers of myself. 
I really do. I, I have zero of that, and I'm so envious. Yeah. How this yeah. guy must sleep like a freaking baby. I guess. I mean, it it's, must it's, be nice. Yeah, that's a world I don't live in. I do not either. I absolutely do not either. Question two uh, from listener Austin. Uh, not me. Uh, this their first name is Austin. <laughs> okay. Uh, Austin asks, I'm an associate working with a great doc who's going to retire in the next six years and sell to me. I love working at the office and the staff are great. However, the senior assistant has been telling every patient I recommend an occlusal guard to that they don't need one after I leave the room. What's the best way to handle this? I can't follow the Seattle protocol since I am an associate and she does so many other beneficial things for the office. I'm hesitant to follow Lance's typical advice. (laughs) Thanks for the sage wisdom, Austin. And he gives us a song suggestion, actually. P.S. Song suggestion. Looking Too Closely by Fink. Do you know this band? I don't. I don't know this band either, so I'm going to look that up. So what do you think? So he recommends a night guard. And assistant pops in after he's out and says, eh, you don't really need that. Yeah, that that's, it's unfortunate being the associate. You, you almost have, you're almost powerless. Like even if you commanded them to obey that, you know, you're not the boss. So there's that, that's pretty damn tough. It sounds like there just needs to be a kind of a, a an education. Talk to her, find out why she thinks that's not necessary you might be able to educate her and then she'll get on board. Do you remember back to the future part two? Part two. I do. <laughs> so I'm back to the future part two. And it always goes back to back to the future with me. I believe so. There's a scene at the end where the, the DeLorean is in the air and it's trying to like, uh, drop a ladder down for Marty to climb up and it gets struck by lightning and it disappears. And then he's just mm-hmm. standing there in some field wherever in Hill Valley, outside of Hill Valley, wherever. Mm-hmm. And yeah. a car pulls up and a guy gets out of the car. He's like, are you Marty McFly? I've got a letter for you. And this letter has been there since like the 70s, right? Or since the 1700s mm-hmm. or whatever, since the Old West. Okay. I guess that'd be 1800s. And it's a letter from Doc who sent him a letter knowing that he was going to be there. So that whatever FedEx office or whatever is this letter sitting there since like the 1800s. And so it's like, oh, like they could tell the future. They knew that Marty McFly was going to be at this place at this time. So I think you could real Mar- you could do a real Marty McFly here and say, like, listen, not, you need a night guard. You're grinding. You're clinching. We've got to put something in between your teeth. We've got to get you into CR. Uh, we've got to... Um, send a signal to deprogram your lateral pterygoid muscles. So just your elevators, seat your condyle, all that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And after I leave here, a lady's going to come in here and she's going <laughs> to tell you, you don't need this night guard. I'm telling you, uh-huh. you got to watch out for, she's not, she's not your friend. She, um, she's, she's, she's a time cop and she's been <laughs> following me from room to room. I'm telling every patient that I tell Nina you know, that she, she, she quantum leaps into the room um, and so I'm just telling you, like, when she, you just, you have to, you have to just stab her in the heart and she'll quantum <laughs> leap out. That's, you just tell that to every patient that you recommend this night guard to. And I think pretty soon she's going to get after like two or three patients, try to stab her in the heart with a pair of scissors, um, or a rusty sprinkler key. I think at some point she's going to maybe stop shitting on your diagnosis. I'm thinking after the first stabbing attempt, maybe she you, might, you think it's just going to take one. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, shame on you. I think it's going to take two. I think okay. two, yeah, right. two two people trying to stab her thinking she's Time Cop. <laughs> have you ever seen the movie Time Cop with Jean-Claude Van Damme? I have not. Okay, you, Looper. you got to see Time Cop. Time okay. Cop's from like 1993. Uh-huh. So it's 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 Jean-Claude Van Damme. It is, it is the very finest. His accent is very thick. He... <laughs> His acting is very bad, but his moves, Taekwondo, Jiu-Jitsu, Brazilian Muay Thai, uh-huh. all very, very good. Very, he has this one scene where he does these splits on the countertop and shoots a carton of milk. 
I, I can't I can't do Jean Claude Van Damme any longer. Um, yeah, but it, dude, uh, you, you got to see Time Cop, and you know who okay. uh, co-stars in Time Cop? I don't. I'm gonna see how big of a child of the '80s you are, Lance. Okay. The actress Mia Sarah. Oh my God! From Ferris Bueller. From Ferris Bueller, stay off. I'm nice. very proud of you, Lance. But okay. like, I mean, Mia Sarah and Ferris Bueller smoking hot. Now oh God, uh, yeah. imagine her four and a half years older. Even okay. even hotter, right? She's oh, okay. she's she's throwing her fastest fastball in Time Cop. Solid movie. Um, All right. All right. Have you ever seen uh, Jean-Claude Van Johnson? I have not. What is this? <laughs> I think it was like an Is that Amazon Sean Vandeviver? No. No, Jean-Claude Van Damme pretends to be, I think himself, but he he wasn't he was pretending to be an actor. He's really a spy. And uh there were a couple of times he refers to Time Cop and he says Looper was a was a rip off of Time Cop. Oh dude, Time Cop blows Time Cop blows Looper away. Like okay. not even it's not even close. All right. Yeah, right. I'm like Jean Claude Van Johnson. <laughs> it's so funny. It's it's a, he t- totally does not take himself seriously, and it's just funny as hell. It's I'm like in on that. Episodes. Yeah, I'm in on that. It's Felicia cool. Rashad is in it. Interesting. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's got to do some <laughs> distancing these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that the residuals from the Cosby Show are out, she's better. Yeah, she's gonna it's get a in. tough look for my girl Rash- uh, uh. Rashida. Uh, what's her name? Felicia. <laughs> Felicia. Jesus. <laughs> Ouch. Um, here's what I think you really need to do. Uh-huh. Make the damn assistant a night guard. Do you have a night guard? Uh, no, because I'm wearing my Moses appliance because of my snoring. Okay. The same thing. I, 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 any appliance I order for somebody, I make one for myself. Mm-hmm. Just because I want to know I have five different sleep apnea appliances. I have a few different night guards. Uh, just because I want to know what they feel like and I want to know what to tell people. Mm-hmm. And I recently, after going to, to Spear a few weeks ago or a couple months ago, I ordered three new night guards all according to Spear protocol. Okay. Ordered a full arch flat plane uh, in centric relation. It's great. It's very nice. I feel good in the morning with it. Bite feels great. I, mm-hmm. I ordered an anterior bite plane, which is just uh, 6 to 11. Um, and it's, you know, just basically allows me to slide all over the place, right? With no interferences anywhere on back teeth. Okay. Really nice, too. Really like it. Feel good in the morning when I wake up. I actually can feel myself, like, sort of my CRCO deviation is smaller after I wear it. Yeah. Made myself a mandibular anterior Biplane, which is the same thing, but on 22 through 27 that I can wear during the day. I couldn't uh-huh. hold, I couldn't record a podcast with it and hold the full conversation, but I can okay. talk with it in and it's not too obvious. So when I'm prepping a big case or something like that, I throw that thing in and go prep and, and actually my, I'm not clinched down. My jaw feels pretty good. Um, gotcha. I, I've been won over to the world of night guards after this, like I don't think you can screw it. I mean, I guess you could screw somebody up if you just didn't know what you were doing and blatantly did something wrong and didn't put any attention into it. But I think for the most part, I don't think you can screw anybody up with a night guard. Make your make that one main assistant a night guard. I guarantee mm-hmm. you she's going to like it. Yeah. I'd yeah. almost guarantee you she's going to like it. And then you've won her over. It's, it's sort of the idea of, you know, always have one. I've heard this before from, from – uh, practice coaches and whatnot always have one team member like an Invisalign or something like that oh yeah because then you just bring them in like you know when they ask what the trays are like or whatever you just say hey you know Nancy come in here and tell them all about how great your Invisalign experience is Uh, and then they can go you know answer honestly so I think this is one of those kind of deals like seriously make her a night guard what's it going to cost you 90 bucks you know it's not going to cost you that much tell her you want her to wear it see how she feels afterwards I think she's going to feel really good yeah. Problem solved. I think so. I think that's sound advice. Uh, same when I first dabbled in, jumped into uh, sleep apnea. Everybody got screened. We all got an AHI score. Yeah. And uh, made the appliance so people knew how it felt. And yeah, it's uh, that's great advice. Who was it that said that they had made a um, fellatio appliance? <laughs> oh, um, uh, oral arts guy from oh, uh, Matt, Alabama. Matt. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe maybe that too, you know? Yeah, you can make two. Make both. 
Interesting. <laughs> oh. All right. So I actually think that's good advice. I really do. I actually Austin, I think yeah. you're, I think you're going to be good. I think <laughs> if you make your assistant a uh, night guard, I think she's going to be fine. Are you ready for a Reddit question? <laughs> of course. <laughs> sometimes they're amazing, and sometimes uh-huh. they're just kind of off the wall. Today's a little bit more of the off the wall variety, I would say. Okay. Um, so I want your take on this, Lance, because I have some strong feelings on this, um, and and my hunch is you do too. So this okay. is a Reddit user Thurster Rooney. Great Reddit name, <laughs> especially because we know some people who are very thirsty. Um, I would agree. <laughs> Thurster Rooney writes: My new dentist took eighteen X-rays without a thyroid guard. Will I die? I went to the dentist yesterday to get my teeth checked because it's been two or so years since I had insurance. They put the lead apron on and I believe the thyroid guard at first, but then decided to take off the thyroid guard. I'm not sure how big of an issue this is considering I haven't had guards in the past, but I also never had this many x-rays at once. I've never had cancer and my x-rays did not indicate an abscess or a tumor, but I do have a history of breast cancer on my mother's side from my grandmother. I also have PCOS, which puts me at risk for some cancers. How much risk is there? I want to trust their judgment, but I feel silly for not insisting. What would be their reasoning for taking it off? Would it be a big deal to call? And if not, what questions, comments would be worth saying? Are they going to die, Lance? I'm going to start with the die part and probably not. Well, we're all going to die. Yeah, we're all going to die. (laughs) You know, I I live my life by simple mantra. It's better to be safe than sorry. So okay. I would start prepping for the end if I were Thurst or Rooney. Never a better time than now. Right. Get, make sure you have a will. Make sure you have a living will because radiation uh-huh. poisoning seems like a bitch of a way to go. Not the way I want to go. Not the way I want to go. I want to go. What was it? What was the job that I said I wanted? <laughs> Blowjob <laughs> contest blow judge. Uh-huh. I, I want, I don't know, to be impaled by a uh, railroad tie thrown by a tornado that happens just outside the blowjob contest that I'm judging. That I think that's the way I want to die. I don't know. Okay. Leave that on top. <laughs> it seems, it seems fi- sort of final destination-ish, but you know, you a never know. Bit. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Get your affairs in order, Thurstaroni, because I, I think, <laughs> I, I think probably, I, you know, I would, I would, um, I would empty and liquidate all all my assets. I would make the check payable to Lance Timmerman. Yes, uh, DMD, Tequila, Washington. DMD. That's right. Nine zero four six five. Did I get anywhere close? You got the nine. Okay, I knew it was a nine. <laughs> um, yeah, just liquidate everything. Um, I would. Um, I would not call the office. No. <laughs> I would not ask them any questions. Uh-huh. Here's where I'm at on x-rays. Okay. Do you have digital x-rays? I do. Then none of it freaking matters. Now, here's the one thing. I don't know if this dentist has digital x-rays or not. Mm-hmm. But if they do, seriously, people, stop worrying about it. It's nothing. You get more radiation from being outside for 15 minutes than you do from a full mouth series of digital radiographs. Now, I get it. I wouldn't go and take a CBCT every day on somebody. Right. That doesn't make sense. And yeah, I could see that being a problem. But for a freaking FMX every five years, calm the F down, (laughs) general public. You're not... I, I don't know why all of the sudden... Everyone is so afraid of x-rays. Yeah, it's it's gotten worse as, as the years have gone on. Uh, it, it it used to come up occasionally. Now it's like all the time, and it's driving me crazy. Do you have a thyroid collar on your apron? I don't think we do. I don't even know if I do. I don't even know. None I of mean, it matters. The better thing to do is tell this person that there are, is a camp of people that believe if you wear a lead apron at all, you're doubling your exposure because it's bouncing and, and reflecting back in. And a lot of the sales reps for comb beams and x-rays and stuff, they, they decline the lead apron. Is so, there science on that? 
I believe there is. It's 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 like all the other things in in dentistry. You fifty percent believe it, fifty percent say it's bunk. So I, I don't. I'm not too militaristic with a lead apron. We use it. We use it, and I think honestly, if so, if you're in the chair getting bite wings, are you putting it on you? No. Hell no. I don't. Give, it just doesn't matter. Seriously, it doesn't. It's, they're digital radiographs now. Everybody's got digital radiographs. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's nothing. Like I, I would do bite wings on myself once a month, and I would not put these on. I would not put one on. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely not like rooting around to find the one with a freaking thyroid collar. <laughs> right, right. How many people in your career have you seen that have had thyroid cancer? Uh, not one. I've seen a couple. Have you? Okay. Not one single one of them came from, oh, I got an FMX five years ago. Uh-huh. N- none of them. None of them. It's, it's this, this fight on x-rays, it, it seems to be that I'm fighting it more and more, like every day, like I have somebody's like, ah, I don't like to get x-rays so often. <laughs> I'm like, well, do you live like underground? Are you a mole person? Because if so, then that's fine. I'm fine with that. Like, I'm fine if you have said, you know, uh, I'm going to live a radiation-free lifestyle. I'm going to take to the underground. I will only emerge once a year for a new set of rations and to get my <laughs> medical and dental checkup. And then after that's back underground. Right. Right. But you walk outside. That's, you know, for hours a day, uh-huh. you know, if you're exercising outside, if you go to a park, if you go to a baseball game, if you go to a Seahawks game, uh-huh. you beat the shit out of the Cowboys. <laughs> a little bit. So stop freaking worrying. Like all those things. You're not asking those questions. You're not asking about that. You're not at, when you're on an airplane, you're not asking Southwest about how much radiation you're getting. It's a hell of a lot more than an FMX. Oh yeah. A I'm bunch more. so tired of the questions. I am um, too. And, and, and this kind of seeing this kind of shit online just infuriates me. Am I going to die? Come on. <laughs> really? If you thought you were going to die, why did you let it get to the point that you're having to ask the internet afterwards? Right. Right. Have some take some responsibility here, dude. It would be like if I went to your house and you're like, "Oh yeah, I'm just gonna put you in this guillotine." <laughs> yeah, so it's all right though; it's cool. Let's try and this like, on. Oh, cool. This fun. And then like me not asking until later, like, "Oh yeah, was that guillotine a bad idea? Is that gonna kill me?" Like, if you had that, if you had an inclination that it was gonna kill you, why wouldn't you have voiced it up then? So right. my my biggest concern is how you worded this stupid question. <laughs> You obviously don't think you're going to die because you wouldn't be, if you really thought you were going to be dying, you would go to the emergency room. You'd be going somewhere else and Reddit. (laughs) Exactly. Trying to make your job a little bit easier. I really wanted to drop an F-ball on that. I know, I know. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, So there's only seven responses here and most of, I like the first one. You're going to die, but not from this. Uh, (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> it's fine. In my state, we aren't required to use any lead shields at all for adults anymore. When I get uh-huh. radiographs, I don't wear one. I don't know what state that is, but I love it and I want to move there. Um, tomorrow. That's some smart shit. The lead shield isn't doing anything. It's such a small amount of radiation. You are fine. If you really want the lead shield with a thyroid collar, then you should wear it every day. Anytime you go outside, you should wear it. <laughs> uh-huh. Anytime you go to the airport, you should wear it. Anytime you go to watch the Seahawks beat the Cowboys, you should wear it. <laughs> Uh, Thurston Rooney responded, phew, good to know. Like, like, oh, now you're really relieved. Right, right. I was really worried before. Now I can rest easy because D Biddy on Reddit said I was going to be okay. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. I <laughs> wouldn't you, have Reddit. thought there'd be different standards across states. Uh, yeah. yeah, there are. Some states are smarter than others. And D Biddy state is obviously smarter. Exactly. Uh, Jeremy PR82. Don't overthink it. You're fine. Thyroid collars aren't even required in many areas due to very low risk associated with dental x-rays, especially with the advent of digital radiographs that have greatly lowered radiation exposure. Way to go, Jeremy. Um, Dilacerated Root, who's an ortho resident, says, a patient's Hmm. mom in my residency program demanded that the patient receive a pano with a thyroid collar on. You can imagine how that looked. (laughs) <laughs> I guess they're saying tough look for the mom. I don't know. Um, uh-huh. uh, Did you do any background on the on Thirsty? Yeah, let's check here. Let's check and see what Thirstaroni is all about. Um, 
What is so they just recently posted something in ENTJ? Um which is, I guess, a Myers-Briggs test reference. Hmm. So it has to do with personality testing. So I'm immediately out on this person because all that's bullshit. Yep. Doctors have read it. If the tiniest piece of glass got into a person's calf, how long would it take until it traveled to the heart or lungs? (laughs) I don't know, Thursteroni. A really long time. (laughs) Um, oh my god! So That's obviously, so good. It, <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, when do we I have get brain damage. We have what is uh, hypochondriac. Obviously, we have a, uh-huh. just a flaming hypochondriac. A little bit, little bit. Christ Almighty! Um, okay, yeah, more ENTJ. <laughs> That's awesome. It's like so, I stepped on the on a nail. Well, when will it travel to my brain? <laughs> Hopefully fast, because yeah, I don't think it's going to help you. Um, they do have a couple of posts in a uh, somebody called Depression Help. Um, oh wow! Um, just something about seeing a therapist, which I think is really good. You need a therapist. Yeah. If these are like, <laughs> if sure. that's the thought, is I have a little piece of scrap of something. When is it going to travel to my heart or brain? If that's the thought that you have right away, then that is you need to talk to your therapist about that. If you're, if I'm getting an FMX, and I'm, when am I going to die because of it? You need to talk to a therapist. Yeah, that would be uh, probably a start. What is BPD? Um, borderline personality disorder. So a couple posts in. Oh. So there's obviously like some history of some of some. I, I would I would probably say high anxiety. I would probably say some depression. I, I I it seems to me like that's sort of the root cause of this. Um, interesting. Yeah, I just think that's a a really weird setting to be on to live your life in that setting of like. This yeah, little thing happened to me. How quickly is it going to kill me? Yeah, that's just a, a world that I'm glad I don't live in it. Thank God. Wow. It just seems like a real... It's like being a germaphobe. It just seems like a really shitty way to live through life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I just... Man, I don't know. I'm glad I don't go through life that way. I'm glad that that I'm not... I'm glad I don't... Def- I have other defaults that I go to um, in, in other times from production, you know, and post-op issues and things like that. Like, I have kind of some, some uh, I would say, I don't know, issues or thoughts of, of, man, it just immediately gets, you know, whatever. I don't even know how to say it. But, um, yeah. you know, I, I tend to be more on the negative side when it comes to that kind of stuff. But this kind of stuff of like, how quickly is this going to kill me? How what what level of mortal danger am I in? Man, that's yeah. a shit way to live life. <laughs> it really is. Dear God. Um, well, Lance, I think that's going to be about it for today. Okay. Um, right. who's I, it was Apa's song last time? Obviously. Yeah. Whose yeah, was my, it? I was it's it my turn this time. Is it yeah. yours? Are you gonna? Yeah. Well, here, I'm going to let you one. think about what you're going to do. Um, oh, I got a song. Okay, so um, real quick, share this with your friends, listeners. That's how we grow the show. Uh, if you enjoy what you're hearing, there's, you probably have some demented friend that would enjoy it as well. <laughs> Pass it on. Yeah. Uh, word of mouth referrals uh, is the greatest uh, compliment that we can receive, um, I believe is, is uh, the old adage. Uh, so pass it on. We do very well in the, in the ratings and have done very well, especially the app episode did great. Um, it did. So, very well. so we only do that with you guys telling each other, um, you know, telling your friends and telling the people you work with and telling the people you went to dental school with and all that about the show. So that's, that's great. Um, rate and review us. Hit us up on iTunes if that's where you're listening. Um, what's your favorite number, Lance? I'm a big fan of five. Me too. So maybe click five stars. I think that'd be great. Uh, feel free to do that on any app that you're listening to us on. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Podbean. If you're flicking through, flick five stars. 
Um, hit us up on the web at www.workinginterferences.com. Hit us up on all of the social bullshits. Social uh, bullshits. Facebook, Working Interferences with Josh and Lance. Twitter, at Winterferences. Instagram, at Winterferences. Uh, I can be found on Instagram at Joshua Austin DDS. Lance can be found on Instagram at DR Timmerman DMD. Now, we had a question that suggested a song. Are you going to go with that? Or are you going to tell them to, to F right off? If I hadn't actually thought about one for this week, I would have gone for it. But I actually put a little bit of thought into this one. Okay. So for Austin, check out that song by Fink. Uh, I don't remember what it's called. Let me go back. Let me check it. Uh, We're not going to play that at the end, but go check this bad boy out. Uh, Looking Too Closely by Fink. Um, Fink is from St. Ives, Cornwall, England. So he's actually right in your deal. So you might want to check this guy out, Lance. I'm going to be checking him out, yeah. Seems seems like your deal. So I don't want to shit on Austin here, but uh, Lance Lance (laughs) is going to shit on you. um, I'm going to shit on you. Like two girls, one cup (laughs) style. Full on. And not pick your song. So sorry, buddy. Um, But it is what it is. So Lance, what do you got for us today? Well, are you familiar with the term a supergroup? Do you know what a supergroup would be? Um, 38 Special. They're a supergroup, right? Uh, they, I mean, they're they a group be. and they're super. <laughs> so generally speaking, it's something like a Temple of the Dog or the Traveling Wilburys or the Damn yeah, Yankees. What was the People? one that uh, the guy from Stone Temple Pilots formed? Velvet Revolver? Uh, 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 Audio Slave? Oh, no, Velvet Revolver. There we yeah. go. That's a super yeah. group, right? Like you yeah. get kind of some yeah. some big dudes, sort of an all-star team, right? Exactly. People that were successful. Because I was looking at a list of super groups, and there were a lot of super groups that qualified apparently because they were in groups before, but they weren't really successful groups before. So I wouldn't consider that list of group one. But things like, like Temple of Dog. I mean, you got people from Pearl Jam. You got people from uh, um, Soundgarden. And you got them all put together into a successful and they were I think Temple of Dog was a one-off but still super group so I went to see a concert on Friday night and I went and saw Johnny Marr who was a guitarist originally with the Smiths and he was his guitar style was was known from like like this charming man or Big Mouth Strikes Again style. Uh, There was a poll a while back. He was the fourth most influential guitarist in England, according to the New Music Express or something like that. He he then left the Smiths. They were only together for five years. He left to be part of the Pretenders for an album, and then he went uh, you know, uh, the the. He was on the the one album or two albums, and they were known for the Beaton Generation. The Beaton Generation The Beaton Generation then there's a group from Issaquah, Washington that uh, relocated to Portland, but called Modest Mouse. So this, I this know song, Modest Mouse. So the song Dashboard. He- well, it been cool. it was on yeah. that album. Great, great band. So, Super yeah. hot when I was in dental school, like 2005, oh. 2004. Okay. Big Modest Mouse fan. I mean, even like there's a show that my my family likes to watch called Charmed, and the, the theme song. Oh, I know Charmed, uh, buddy. Don't I, don't you think I don't know Alyssa Milano? <laughs> don't you think so, I don't know? Um, oh shit! The others. Fuck me! Lance. I, I think know maybe that. you don't know. I know it's Alyssa Milano. Um, yeah, that's the only one that counts. No, it no man. There was there were some Stone Foxes, Sharon yeah. Doherty, Holly yeah, Marie Sharon Combs, Dorsey. Rose McGowan. Mm-hmm. Kaylee yep. Kowako. Lance, this is a like 27 Yankees of Vagine on this hot Vagine. Exactly. Hot exactly. Hollywood Vagine. <laughs> and the funny thing so the, the theme song, the opening song was actually Love Spit Love covering the Smiths. Okay. Is now. So, so distinctive guitar stuff. Well, in 1990, 91, uh, there was a band that Johnny Marr was in. was a super group because they had Neil Tennant singing a little ditty from Pet Shop now, Boys. He was, he was Doctor Who, right? Neil Tennant? <laughs> he may have been at one point, but okay. <laughs> I thought David Tennant. But, okay. uh, the, the Pet Shop Boys did West End Girls. Sometimes. Back in the 80s. And then the Bernard Sumner, the singer, lead singer of New Order. 
And the three of them, actually really Johnny Marr and Bernard Sumner, but Neil Tennant did a couple songs. They formed a band called Electronic. And that was a super group because of they were so popular from their in their own rights from their other groups. And so the the song I chose was Getting Away With It. All right. I am beyond lost <laughs> where we are. I'm going to hold on. Let me t- let me write some notes here. I, I feel like a nathologist just just explained CR to me is what I feel okay. like. 128 <laughs> points of simultaneous contact. Well, posterior retreated position of the mandible went in blah, 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 blah. Lateral pterygoid relaxes and elevator muscles contract. Um, okay. So what's the name of the song? Let me, I got to write this down. I'm serious. Getting away with it by electronic. Okay. Jesus. So he was uh, played solo Friday night, and he he did sing that song. I saw that you went to someone's concert that I had never heard of before, and I thought this is totally on brand for Lance because you were stoked out of your mind for it. And I He's literally awesome. thought it was a homeless guy in Seattle, just like at the corner. Um, uh. I'm going to be interested to hear this because you had me at Charmed, uh, uh-huh. mainly just because I have Alyssa Milano love. Um, As you should. And ne- the rest of this was sort of a convoluted mess, um, uh-huh. almost like you trying to explain all five seasons of The Wire in under 30 seconds. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to be interested to try to peel back the layers of the onion on this to okay. try to see exactly what you're talking about. But this is yeah. Getting Away With It by Electronic. That's right. And they're a supergroup formed of members of another supergroup and a Voltron-like supergroup. <laughs> they all formed together. To wield their deadly sword. Uh, yeah. so, Johnny Marr and Bernard Sumner make electronic. All right. I'm, I am <laughs> glad that part's over. <laughs> so, for Lance Timmerman, this is a very confused Joshua Austin. Peace. Just to suggest that I'm selfish 
trying to impress that more is less and I'm repressed. I should do what is However, I look, it's clear to see I love you more than.